So I hesitate to record this one because I feel like it's complaining all the time, but really uh, I, there's this prevailing discontentment over the last two months that I just can't seem to shake. But there's more clarity around it and there's more definition around it. And, and basically it's the transition from being a workaholic to being just a dad and a husband. And I purposely say just a dad and a husband because that's what it feels like. And I know in my mind that being a dad and a husband is a very, a very good thing. But my heart doesn't always feel that. So to, to give a little context, it was two, three years ago that God again gave me discontentment in what I was doing. So I was pursuing excellence in running. I was a workaholic. Uh, pretty much everything that I do, I've got two speeds, zero and a hundred miles an hour. I'm an overachiever and that drove me to be a workaholic and a sportaholic and all these allics and I've been obedient to the Lord because two, three years ago, he, he made me so discontent with my workaholic tendencies, being away from the family as much as I was with running and things like that. He made me discontent with who I was and was pointing me more towards relationships. But I didn't know how to do relationships well. And Maybe looking back at it now, I, I didn't necessarily know how to walk away from all the stuff that brought me identity and brought me joy from all the accomplishments. So here I am now, I've, I've cut a lot of things out of my life that was pulling me away from the family. But what I'm left with is, as I said before, a lot of discontentment. It's like my heart is crying out for something to pursue and for something to research or something to attain to excellence. I feel like I'm just sitting idle. I feel like I'm being underutilized. And it's hard to wrestle through, but what's been interesting is the aha that's come from this is I think the joy that I've had throughout my life has really been centered and based in accomplishments, based in knowledge, and not based in God. And I think I can prove this true because it, even now, I've been doing more things on a honey-do list instead of my list. And I did took on a, a larger project this summer around the house of putting in patio and setting up a kind of a pool area for the kids and putting up a wall and re remodeling a, a shop, which by the way, I'm a computer programmer. I'm not, not a carpenter by any means. So it's, it was an adventure learning that stuff and watching YouTube, how to do a lot of those things that I didn't know how to do. And I know I was doing it for the family, but some of the things that I was doing was really more for me, for a sense of accomplishment instead of for the family. And so that, as I reflect back on that, it, it was really, part of it was selfish, and there's always gonna be 
mixed motives. There's things that we enjoy and things we don't enjoy. But it seems like most of my joy has been wrapped up in what I can do or maybe the accolades that I can get. And I know this to be the case. My, my joy doesn't come from serving other people. So as I'm doing things around the house, if what I'm helping with around the house is something I enjoy, there's joy. If what I'm helping with around the house is something I do not enjoy, I'm grumpy. I, I just, I don't want to do it. I don't like doing it. And so I resent having to do it. But if my contentment, if my joy was really wrapped up in serving others, considering one another as more important than myself, then I don't think that's what my heart reaction would be. It's been somewhat of a difficult revelation that <laughs> it really is all about me. And I don't want it to be that way. I don't like it to be that way. And there's a, a large frustration right now that as I'm asking and praying, and I do believe that God changes hearts. I just get frustrated he doesn't change it on my time frame. And he's God and he shouldn't change it on my time frame, but I'm frustrated about it. I want him to give me joy in serving others. And I don't know why he doesn't give it right away. Obviously there's benefit in feeling the discontentment and, and feeling like you're doing menial things when you're doing the proper things. There's benefit in wrestling through that and maybe it's just to see the depth of our depravity that we only care about us and we do not consider others as more important than ourselves as it says in Philippians 2. But that was the mind of Christ as it also says in Philippians 2. And I, I long for that to be the case. I've made the right steps in cutting all the extracurricular stuff out of my life. And I know some may argue that you got to have something for yourself. But I, I don't really see that in scripture. Uh, I, I see Jesus saying that if you seek to save your life, you're going to lose it. But if you lose your life for his sake, you're going to find it. It's a narrow road. And and I know I'm on the right road. And sometimes when you hear testimonies, you you hear that things just are just perfect right away. But they, they leave out the valley in the middle. And a lot of times testimonies or, or other stories really just kind of share the highlights. And there, there's this time frame in the middle that it's a struggle. And so I'm right smack in the middle of that struggle. And since my podcast name is is uh, transparent christianity that's what i'm being is transparent because i know i'm not the only one out there that is going through this and so I, I think it helps to be able to talk through it so for those of you dads out there that feel drawn to be significant in in larger endeavors and know you're capable of many things but you're sacrificing those things for the sake of being a dad and being a husband who's there, who is playing a large role in their lives, good for you. Keep up the good fight. I'm just amazed by this, our hearts cry to be significant. Our hearts desire to be recognized. And not everybody is like that. There are those that 
desire obscurity and, and anonymity. It's not the way my heart works. As I was sitting in church yesterday, and the sermon was spot on, kind of with what I'm wrestling with, and there was a passage in Mark, I think it was Mark chapter 8, where the father had the, had the child that was possessed, and the disciples could not cast it out. Jesus comes down from the, from the mountain after the transfiguration, and the father runs up to him and says, if you're able, and Jesus said, if I'm able, all things are possible for God, for those who believe, or for those who have faith. And the father says, I believe, help my unbelief. And I, I love that prayer. And it's exactly where I'm at right now that I believe that Jesus can and will get me through this, can and will give me joy in serving my family, that he can and will give me contentment in it, and know who Jesus is better through it. But there's an unbelief that happens when you're frustrating, when you're struggling, sometimes when you're angry, that comes up and, and threatens that initial faith. So I believe, but I'm asking him to help my unbelief at the same time while I wait. And so that's the other thing. As I was listening to my pastor, I also thought of the, the verse in Isaiah chapter 30, it's verse 15, it says, For thus says the Lord, the Holy One of Israel has said, in repentance and rest you will be saved. In quietness and trust is your strength. It's something that I have to wait and rest. Wait for him to change my heart to be what he wants it to be. Because I've been a doer all my life. If there's a challenge that comes up, I tackle it. I have to be able to solve it. I can fix it. And I'm coming to realize that in heart issues, I can't fix it but I have to ask him to do it and wait. Not that I sit idle and do nothing. I'm not, I'm not asking him to give me the desire to serve my family before I serve my family. Maybe it's kind of a fake it until you make it sort of thing. So I, I know that there are some things that I can do, but to come up with a formula to be able to change my heart and to be able to conjure up joy or even to just I, I wrestle with that, honestly. Paul says to rejoice. Again, I say I rejoice. But if I rejoice and it's not genuine, is it rejoicing? I don't know. It feels like it's just kind of pretending. So, but maybe that's another fake it until you make it. And again, there, I think there's value in waiting and resting in God until he makes our hearts whole. Until we get acclimated to his economy. Uh, I was just listening to Mark, I think it was Mark 8, Mark 9 this morning, where they were arguing, as the disciples were walking along, they were arguing who would be the greatest in the kingdom. Jesus says, if anybody wants to be first, he shall be last of all and servant of all. So in other words, if you, if you value soul significance, if you value being valuable, if you want to be first, 
if you're looking to stand out, God's economy for that and the world's economy for that are turned on their heads. The world says make a name for yourself and do a bunch of stuff and, and pursue your dreams. God says be a servant of everybody. That put yourself aside and serve everyone else. And that is hard. It shouldn't be. It's God's heart. It's, it's love. Sacrificial agape love. So it shouldn't be hard. But the way our hearts are and their sinful tendencies and its depravity, it is hard. And that's where we need the strength of God. That's where we need the help of the Holy Spirit to put His Spirit in us, to put His desires in us, to put others as higher than us, put ourselves aside. And there are many, many examples of this throughout Christianity. And they, they didn't do it by pulling out the bootstraps. I'm sure they did it by wrestling with God, asking God to change the way their hearts work so that it would be a natural response to love others instead of it being a stoic, you know, gutted out type battle. That's not the way we're going to be for, for eternity. And part of this aha moment came from talking to my brother-in-law about it, and there's something he said that clued me into this. And that was that that everybody is known for something. And that, that got me, I think you're saying that along the lines of everybody wants to continue to develop something they're known for and pursue something they're known for. But what it clued me into is everybody's, everybody's known for something. So I'm known as an overachiever. I'm known as one who is OCD and, and has to keep pursuing things to to excellence. I don't want to say I'm known for excellence, but I'm known for pursuing things to that end, like that I obsess over it. I'm a perfectionist. But what does Jesus say that we should be known for? The world shall know that we are disciples by our love. We should be known by our love. And I don't know that I am. I can be known by my crabbiness. I can be known by my workaholism. I can be known by, you know, the long list of my rap sheet. But am I known by my love? Am I known by my sacrifice for others? And I, that's something that God is definitely pushing to improve in me. And I just want to be at rest and let him work that. I want to be a tool in his hands. I want to be moldable and workable for him. It's kind of like that analogy that if, if a child is learning to write and the parent's hand is over the top and, and the and child has one idea of the way the letters are formed and the parent has another idea, then that writing is somewhat difficult. But if the child just kind of lets the parent move the hand, then the writing is legible. And I want to be with the father's hand over me, the spirit in me. I want to just let go not care about what my heart feels and just let him mold my heart and be a tool for him to love others. That's my desire. But there's a valley to go through. That's a mountaintop right there. But there's a valley to go through where we have to keep up the good fight. And then in the end, we'll hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Being obedient, trusting 
where he's leading us, no matter what it does to our hearts. Because ultimately, it will do good to our hearts. And it will bring glory to his name.